Hello. Hey, Chad. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the Kentucky High School Sports Podcast, and we're going to go through, and this is the uh, day where most of the region finals are, so um, I've got uh, Chad with me, Statman Chad on Twitter, if you want to follow him on Twitter. He's with um, Bluegrass Basketball. You can follow them on um, Twitter at Bluegrass B-Ball, and uh, we've we've got you all covered with articles, with other things. I know Chad's written a lot of articles, so um, so Chad, you want to talk about kind of your uh, your background covering uh, high school basketball? Oh yes, most definitely. Uh, well, I've been a huge you know, high school basketball fan since uh, my elementary school days. Um, I actually attended uh, Rockcastle County High School, graduated in '97. Uh, but from you know, say the '93-'94 season until 2005, I uh, helped with either the boys or the girls basketball team at Rockcastle in some capacity. I attended uh, Northern Kentucky University, and then I've been you know a huge basketball supporter, and I would. I want to say for about six or seven years, I was the uh, press row coordinator for the Ninth Region Basketball Tournament. So I'm um, pretty familiar with uh, a lot of the areas of the state. And uh, last year, I uh, completed my journalism degree at Northern Kentucky University. So um, yeah, high, high school basketball is a great thing, especially championship Saturday. Yeah, so was the ninth region at Northern Kentucky when you were up there, or was it at different sites? Uh, it was uh, from 2008 until I think the last time that I did anything was 2013 or 14. Uh, well, actually, it was the 2009 season. I'm sorry. Uh, once the new arena was built, then it got moved to there from the local high schools. I think it was typically rotated between Connor and uh, Holmes because of the facilities that they had. Uh, really nice facilities up there. But uh, it was at uh, the Bank of Kentucky Center, then the BB&T Arena uh, for mm-hmm. – from 2009 until last year. Well, I was at Holmes. I went up for the on Monday night for the St. Henry um, game against Covenant Catholic. That's a really, really big, really nice arena up there. Um, so I know we're going to do a kind of an in-depth preview of the 12th, but we might as well start with a quick your thoughts on the 9th because it's been so so many good teams. We got three teams ranked in my top six rankings. Um, you had Covington Catholic getting beat by St. Henry, and then uh, St. Henry turned around and getting beat by Highlands, and Highlands winning the region. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on, on the region? Did you think any of those teams had a good chance of coming out of it? Oh, most definitely. Uh, I did think that it was a, you know, a three-horse race, and uh, from a fan's perspective, it was kind of uh, unfortunate that it happened to be Cubcalf, uh, St. Henry first round, and then St. Henry Highlands semifinals, uh, which both of those games would have been championship uh, game worthy. Uh, but with 
uh, Comcast not making it, it's gonna, a lot of uh, casual fans are definitely going to be disappointed not being able to see the crazies. Uh, because right. that's a show in and of itself with the uh, the student section. It's easily the best uh, student section in high school basketball in the state of Kentucky. Uh, it's, nobody's even close to it. But with Highlands, uh, this is the first time in, I want to say since uh, Jared Lorenzen was in high school, right. that they uh, made it to state. So it's uh, definitely a huge accomplishment for them. Uh, and last, you know, whenever they defeated Connor last night, it was uh, going to be the end of a streak for somebody because Connor, which I saw them play in the ninth region first round last year, and they impressed me. Uh, so it wasn't any, any surprise that they had made it to the finals either. Right. That that region, I think, was the, the best region in the state from top to bottom this year. They were – loaded with talent. Um, I guess you can make an argument for the 7th region or the 11th region, but um, do, do you think this is kind of like the best the ninth region has been in a long time? Well, the ninth region has been a really a strong region uh, since uh, I was the, either the PA announcer or the school board operator uh, for the, the regional tournament. Uh, it, like I said, it's always been good, but from like you said, from top to bottom, this is it was. Even, I wouldn't. I would say that it was probably you know one of the best, if not the best, that I've seen since it was the 2008-2009 season. So that's you know, well over a decade now, and it's and you know, they've been you know, there's a lot of talent there. Yeah, Covington Catholics won a couple of fairly recent state championships. And then you mentioned the Highlands team in the 90s. Those were some of my favorite teams to watch. You had Derek Smith and, and Jared Jared Lorenzen. So so maybe maybe that'll kind of be in, it being around 20 years later, we'll kind of get that back in the news again. Some of those famous late 90s teams with Paintsville and Highlands. and um, It's just very exciting. Um, did you hear the stuff about um, – to talk about where uh, Wyatt Veith from St. Henry, he talked about how we're from the 859 area code and then Cody and Catholic brings guys over from Cincinnati. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. That's um, always been one of those slippery slope topics in the area up there, especially with, uh, like this year, with the Ipsaros having mm-hmm. uh, played – was it? I can't remember if it was Finneytown or Norwood, uh, but uh, I may be in, uh, wrong on the, the school that they played at. But they they were uh, at a high school in Cincinnati, and it's just uh, you know, definitely a hot topic. And I, I can say uh, from experience that I've never seen anybody from St. Henry having played at another school outside of right. Kentucky if they, if they ever even had it. So he may have a leg to stand on, but yeah, it's <laughs> like I said, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, one of those slippery slope topics that, you know, once you go down it, then you're steamrolling. Right. Right. People get players from everywhere nowadays. Um, but it did seem like that, um, you know, I'm not sure. Someone told me that um, 
Frederick, who was really good um, from Coney Catholic, lived in Ohio. I'm not sure. Um, but it, it, I've heard the rumors before that, um, and you could see what you think about it. Do you think there would be some voters for Mr. Basketball who would refuse to vote for someone if they did not live in the state of Kentucky? Almost oh, definitely. Um, uh, my big thing on it is that you know, a lot of people say that you know the Mr. Basketball should be a representative of, of Kentucky itself. And if you're not living in Kentucky, even though you're playing in Kentucky, then that is easily two strikes against you. It's not just one right. strike, it's two strikes. Because everybody, you know, people love the homegrown feel to it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was somebody from Trinity uh, in the last couple of years that it was either for Mr. Football or Mr. Basketball that was a candidate and – once somebody found out that he that that guy lived in Indiana, then that was an instant no-no for voters. Right. Yeah. And then some people think it's more of a career award. Like if someone transfers in for their final couple of years, they'll say, "Well, they weren't homegrown in Kentucky." So it, it seems like that there's no one has their own criteria. Um, I know, like Dante Allen made it, and he played like. Nine, ten, eleven games his senior year. So, if it was a senior award, he would he shouldn't have got it, but but he did because people said, "Well, look at his career." So, I, I don't know. Do you have strong feelings one way or the other on that? Well, you also have to uh, account for Dante Allen uh, verbally and well, verbally and eventually signing to play at UK. Right, uh, exactly. And then if there's somebody, you know, which it, it is unfortunate. But it's the way that, you know, you can say the cookie crumbles that if there's a, like, say, if the top two finalists are uh, a U.K. recruit and even, like, a UofL recruit, the U.K. recruits want to get more votes. Yeah. Uh, or if it's a U.K. and you know, somebody else, then it's going to be the U.K. recruits going to get more votes. That's like Dante Allen beating out David Johnson, who's doing good things and he led training to the state title. He, of course, he was went to Louisville, but um, also you've got the thought about should you wait for it to the season to end or wait for the region tournaments to end so you can kind of see these guys, or do they try to be fair and get the voting in early, but then people can't see them? So, again, there's there seems to be a lot of different, um, a lot of kind of controversy around that, and then some states allow a junior to be Mr. Basketball, a sophomore to be Mr. Basketball. Kentucky does not, so. So yeah, any any last thoughts on the Mr. Basketball before we kind of move on out of that? I was just curious what your thoughts were. Oh, well, uh, also to add on to that, uh, Tennessee uh, they have a Mr. Basketball for each class. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, so it's uh, I think it's five classes for the publics and two or three for the private. So you you got seven or eight Mr. and Miss Basketballs. Uh, but either way, it's a very prestigious uh, award for somebody to win. Uh, the, the Kentucky Lions Club and the KABC, they do a great job of organizing that. And, uh, yeah, it should be uh, something that uh, is a career award. But depending on how 
the player does their senior year. Uh, it could just be somebody that is just jumps uh, out and has an outstanding senior season that's never played much before, and they're in a more populous area. And they've also helped their team, you know, possibly to a state title or, you know, play even far into it. Um, just had an outstanding senior season. So it's it's one of those things that's in the eyes of the beholder and a, a very prestigious award for anybody to win. Yeah, you're right. They do a great job organizing it here in Kentucky. It's probably better here than, than the, the other surrounding states. I uh, like the way they do it. And, and yeah, you've got a you've got guys who can catch fire at the last minute, and then and then you've got guys that kind of like it's going to be very interesting with Reed Shepard. Um, some people say hand in the Mister Basketball Award now he's going to get it in two years. He's a sophomore, but I'm thinking well Caleb Glenn, Caleb Glenn from Mail is going to be he's going to be one of the highest nationally ranked players. So that's going to be kind of an interesting test, kind of won't it when it comes to those two? Almost definitely. And then. Uh... It's an, uh, another one of those things that uh, it's that UK uh, factor is if uh, if Reed comes out now and says that he's uh, uh, going to go to UK or at any time during his senior season says he's uh, going to go to UK, it's a done deal. He's got it. Right. Uh, That's right. Uh, and especially now with his. Mom and dad both playing, uh, having played for UK, uh, you're already going to get some people that are going to throw votes away for that. Uh, But with him, he is just a talent to see, uh, which I haven't seen in person. I've seen a few of his games on either YouTube Mm -hmm. or the NFC Network. And he's just... Great. That's all you can say. And then uh, I do, like you said, you know, the, the young man from Mail, I uh, do want to see him play, uh, which it, maybe, you know, I can get up to uh, Louisville to see a game next year. Uh, but uh, it's going to be uh, more than likely you know, a two horse race with, between those two come two years from now. Yeah, that's a very good class, too, um, from top to bottom. Um, and speaking of Reed Shepard, I've seen him, I think, maybe four times. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, he, he's he got a great uh, hesitation dribble. He can get by his man. He's got great court vision. Um, good shooter, very good free throw shooter. Gets to the line at the end of the games. And, um, him and Ryan Davidson, they work really well together, his cousins. Um and I was wondering, um, do you have any thoughts on the 13th region? Um, my my brother Clark, he's been picking uh, Knox Central to kind of upset and win the region. They they won the region last year, and I believe they knocked out North Laurel in the process. And I think it'll be a great game uh, tonight down at Corbin Arena. Um, so, what's your thoughts, kind of, on that 13th region final? Oh, it's going to be a barn burner, uh, or as. Yeah. Good old JR from uh, WWE days, or he's with AEW now. Uh, right. Uh, slobber on her. Uh, he, uh, Reed and uh, Ryan, uh, they're definitely going to show out. But it's going to be if, if they can get that same support that they've had all season from 
the other uh, teammates from Oklahoma. It's going to determine just how well they're going to do this uh, you know, tonight. Uh, the Corbin Arena is going to be loud, uh, a raucous crowd. Uh, the, the people of the mountains, you know, they love their high school basketball or the high school mm-hmm. sports in general, but you know, high school basketball it takes the cake. Uh, with me in the 13th region, uh, with, you know, Rock Castle County, it's my alma mater, uh, a former 49th district and 13th region uh, squad. Uh, it's uh, the 13th region, is just, I've always loved uh, the basketball that's been played there. And having seen uh, teams from uh, Knox Central over the years, uh, Actually, there was one year that uh, when Arcastle was a regional runner-up that they uh, played. It might have been a regional champion. I can't, I can't remember the year that uh, had to go down to the wire uh, to, to beat Knox Central, and they've just been building uh, towards these last couple of years uh, since then. Um, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of their, their best player from last year's team is now at uh, Union College and was the uh, player of the year from the Appalachian Athletic Conference. So they're uh, definitely breeding some really strong basketball players there. Uh, tonight's game, I think it'll be North Hall that'll uh, pull it out, but uh, people just can't discredit the experience of having played and won the last two 13th region titles uh, that Knox Central has. Right, and and I, I feel kind of bad for teams that that won last year um, the region, but weren't able to play in the Sweet Sixteen. And and Knox Central did win last year, so if they make it to the Sweet Sixteen, it kind of be like justice. Um, Javante Turner for Knox Central is averaging twenty six points a game. He's incredible. Um, yeah, and, and then Keontae Turner, I think was his name, was the guy last year that that really put yes. up a lot of points. Um, that was a great duo last year. I think they could have they could have made some noise um, in the state. And I think North Laurel's problem, if they do have a problem, would be defense. Um, they don't they don't guard the way that an elite elite team needs to. They get by with their offense and their pressure. But if if you can break their initial wave of pressure like Lexington Catholic did, um, you know it can be a game. So I'd say it'll be a barn burner. It, but I think if Knox Central wins, people will talk about what an upset, but I don't think it would really be much of an upset. That's just kind of my thoughts on it. Oh, definitely so. But uh, I think what uh, some people are probably not looking forward to uh, would be that first-round matchup uh, in the Sweet 16 uh, to see if uh, North Hall can uh, exact well, – if North Hall wins the, uh, the game tonight, if they can uh, exact some revenge on Ashland in the first round. Because that was uh, definitely a, a game to have watched, uh, whether it was in person or online uh, between uh, the Jaguars and the Tomcats uh, this year and seeing how uh, Ashland was able to pick apart, like you had said, uh, that initial wave of, on uh, North Hall's defense and just destroyed them. Yes, I was at that game. It was 37 points for Ethan Sellers. Uh, Colin Porter really carved him up. He had lots of assists. I think he had a double-double perhaps with assists. And, um, 
yeah, if a team like Ashland is hitting, if they're hot like that, then kind of forget about it. They're they're probably going to win. Now, they do rely on the three a lot, so they could have an off-shooting night. Like, they almost lost to West Carter. But um, do you think that if it's uh, North Laurel Ashland, I think it'll, quote, unquote, sell out the capacity of Rep Arena that they're allowing for that game. Do you think that would draw a huge crowd? Almost at least definitely. COVID standards. Yeah, uh, definitely so. Especially like you said, with the unfortunate uh, way that last season ended. You, know, you have Ashland was undefeated, and uh, a lot of people were picking them to won the state. Uh, so you know, that's uh, something that's going to get more Ashland fans there. And then you also have you know, North Laurel. Not having been there in a few years, uh, they're going to uh, they will travel really well, and then that will have the casual fan wanting to see it. So right. uh, you're you're either going to get uh well you'll get a sellout uh, crowd, or as close to the sellout as you can get for like you said the capacity that they'll allow, and then that's also going to get uh, a lot of people uh, purchasing that NFHS. Uh, network subscription to watch the game as well so certainly yeah if they can both get by today if they can get by Rowan county and uh knox central um so in the 15th region um you mentioned that you follow some of the 15th region being in the mountains uh it's going to be i think paintsville and johnson central um johnson central has been probably at the top of that region all year they've had a pretty good team they've been at the borderline of the top 25. Uh, what kind of rivalry is that? I'm sure it's a great rivalry between Paintsville and Johnson Central. Oh, that's uh, like uh, that's one of the uh, rivalries that you uh, you love to see in athletics. Uh, but with the schools being as close as they are together, it's uh, like a hatred that each uh, school has for each other. Uh, that with uh, you know, you know Painesville being the county seat of Johnson County and the success that you know, both schools have had in athletics uh, over the years, especially in the last you know, fifteen or so years, it's you know, intensified that rivalry even more. And uh, uh, so, like you have. You know, former Mr. Basketball candidate, well, former Mr. Basketball winner, uh, J.R. Van Hoos, having mm-hmm. uh, played and won a state title at Painesville, and up until this year, he was, he's been an assistant coach and teacher at uh, Johnson Central. And, you know, I can only imagine the uh, the things that he's heard from the Painesville fans whenever they played. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> just just because, you know, you know, with high school athletics, you know, especially in the mountains, it's, you know, people take everything so personal. And if you have a rivalry with somebody, there's no coming back from the hatred that you that they right. have for that are the school. So, and it took, took me the longest time. Uh, after I graduated high school, to look at other schools in a way that I'm like, well, these people really aren't as bad as what you know, I made them out to be when I, whenever it right. was on the court. So 
it's one of those that, you know, how most everybody says you know, leave it out on the court. It's not left out on the court with uh, these huge rivalries like that. Yeah, yeah, from a media perspective, we got to get a little more neutral, but um, but oh, we yeah. always have our, our rooting interests in our high school team. and Yeah, that – so I'd say that 15th will probably have the most intensity between all the rivalry or all the region final games. I'd say oh, that. Most definitely. And, and and do you think that's probably the most intense rivalry there in the mountains? What about the other one? Hazard Perry Central comes to mind, and the coach has coached for both of them. Holland, <laughs> yeah, both of them, yeah, so. Al Holland Senior. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's won. Um, numerous region titles whether it's at uh, Perry Central or at Hazard and whenever he made the switch over uh, you would have thought that he was the worst person in the world in the eyes of the people uh, that were Commonwealth fans yes Um, and so I guess we can we can go to the 12th region that's the one that we kind of want to want to look at a little more in depth between because I know you follow the 12th region and I've been to the first round games of the 12th region I went to three of the four so we got Boyle County and Lincoln County Uh, I'm very excited about that game Um, do you think that those are uh, probably the two teams that most people expected to be there in the finals when the draw came out uh yes yeah definitely so this year and especially with uh the region being at Lincoln County and uh, the Patriots having won the original title the last uh, time that uh, it was there two years ago. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely uh, people saw them as having uh, the best chance of coming out of the top uh, part of the bracket. And then with the draw that Bull County had in the bottom, yeah, it was uh, – I can't tell you how many people I saw on Twitter that was calling for it being a – Lincoln County Bowl, Lincoln County uh, Regional Final. Yes, exactly. I was talking to um guy that does radio for Lincoln County, Dustin Oney, and he said that's what people were looking forward to. That's kind of what they what would bring it the most, probably the most interest. Um, Boyle County brings a lot of fans. They they brought uh, they had more fans than any one of the games that I went to. I didn't go to the uh, Lincoln County first round game, but um. Uh, both teams are probably borderline top 25 teams in the state. Um, you've got Lincoln County won the uh, the, the district uh, tournament. You've got Boyle, I think, beat them twice during the season. Um, they both like to bomb it. You know, they, they both like to shoot threes. Um, I'll go through some stats in a minute. Do you do you think it'll be kind of a pretty exciting wide open game with a lot of three point shooting? Almost definitely, and. It's uh, going to be one of those that uh, it very well could come down to the last possession. Or uh, if you have one team that's not shooting, uh, then it could be you know, 10, 15, 20-point difference. It's just mm-hmm. you know, with the way that both teams play. Um, I think uh, right now you have to give the edge to Lincoln County you know, because of two factors. You know, one, that they uh, have – won the most recent game between the two and it being on their home court. And mm-hmm. uh, the fans there, uh, they get rowdy. And, mm-hmm. and they love their Patriots basketball. And since the, like with the, uh, the 12th region, 
what if they do the hosting? I'm not sure if you heard about this, but uh, they they rotate it between uh, Lincoln County and Pulaski County for the boys and girls tournament. Now, like okay. this year, the girls at Pulaski, the boys at Lincoln. Next year, the boys will be at Pulaski and the girls will be at Lincoln. Uh, once the the districts got made up to uh, where they were the last time, I want to say around 2004, 2005 or so, whenever broadcasts got moved over, uh, they voted on uh, having the regional tournament at both of those schools because they were the most centrally located uh, between right. the region uh, teams. So, you know, so you, you know, every other year, uh, Lincoln or Pulaski County is going to have a great uh, following, especially if they can get to you know, the regional finals. And this year, it just so happens to be that the boys is at Lincoln County. And like I said, I think that the edge has to go to Lincoln, but I wouldn't be surprised if you know Bull County gets that third win over the Patriots this year. Yeah, playing at home is definitely a big advantage in the region. Um, and then, so I'll. I've I've watched Lincoln for I think I've seen him at least three times, two or three times. So I'll um I'll go through some of their stats. Uh, Jackson Smith is averaging sixteen points. I think he's a junior guard, one of the best one of the best junior guards in the state. And then they've got Alcorn, who is also um, very athletic. He's averaging thirteen. He had a big game in the first round of the district, which was a a, a close elimination game and then They've got um they got guys who just love to shoot it. Baylor Mattingly has such a quick trigger. Um he is one of the top he's let me see where he is. He's near the top of the state in three pointers made per game. Um so he likes to fire him up. Uh, he's shooting thirty eight point eight percent. Um you've got other guys that, that shoot a little bit. Brady Weaver shoots Colton Ralston, he shoots forty five percent. Um so just a team that, that loves to, to shoot the three. Um, I had Lincoln County number two in my pre-region tournament rankings and Boyle number one, but I picked Lincoln because they were playing at home and coming off some some upsets. Uh, or I like to pick upsets, and they had also beat them in the district. Uh, I watched Lincoln. They played a tough schedule. They played Lexington Catholic and North Laurel within 10 to 15 points back-to-back when they were ranked one and two in the state. So um, it seems like Lincoln County has it kind of going the last few years, doesn't they? They've kind of – is this one of their best runs in a long time? Oh, definitely so, uh, especially uh, having uh, you know, considered that they won uh, the region two years ago. And you know, with all those uh, players that you mentioned, uh, as a, which I've never been a coach, but I can only imagine uh, being a coach and having uh, all of the different players that you'd be comfortable with uh, having the ball on the offensive end of the court and knowing that you can have any of the five players that are on the court that can score from you know, inside or out. Uh, like their three-point shooting, like you mentioned, is uh, really outstanding. Uh, and like uh, Jackson there, he's he's going to be uh, a candidate for Mr. Basketball next year. Uh, he's been a really good uh, Player for uh, Lincoln County for the last couple of years, so uh, it's uh, definitely going to be uh, a game that would be worthy enough for you know, fans to watch. And it's unfortunate that there's no video broadcast 
uh, for uh, the casual fan uh, to tune in to watch, but it's it's one that I'm looking forward to seeing the highlights on, whether it's any of the like the new stations uh, covering the game tonight. Yeah, I'll be there. Of course, we can't do live streaming. I'll try to post some videos on Twitter uh, after the fact um, to keep everyone up to date on the scores and whatnot. Um, and then so you'll, uh, you'll be coming right through uh, where I live you know, to get there after the game. Then nice. Yeah, I'm coming from Lexington, so. Um, yeah. The only thing is, I may go to Richmond first and then come over. Um, I may go to a little bit of the 11th. I haven't decided yet, but um, yeah, it's going to be an action-packed day. Um, and then looking at Boyle County, you know, they're of course they're a football powerhouse. They but a lot of the football players are playing basketball, like Luke Shepherson, Jagger Gillis. You know, key football players for them. They're led by Luke Enfield. He's averaging 19 points a game, and he's just a sharpshooter. Um, they've got a good resume. They've only they've only lost, I think, four times. They have a win over St. X, who is the top 20 team in the state in the last rankings. Um, so um, it seems like Boyle County is not just a football school now, but they've also got it going in, in uh, basketball. So um, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I'm oh, sorry, but they're going to be a uh, – I have a chance of winning – uh, the baseball region as well. Yeah, you know, so really, and uh, they're top ten in the in the state, uh, which is different uh, gender, but uh, they're a, a strong uh, softball school as well. So they've got tons of athletes now uh, walking mm-hmm. the halls there and uh, at Bull County. Well, they had a good soccer team as well. They took out Montgomery County in the I think yeah. it was like the first round of the state. So. Um, and then, uh, let's see if there's anything else. Oh, um, so I think the winner of the 12th and the 14th or the 12th can make a run in the state tournament, um, because they would play, let me pull it up here. They would play the 15th, which Paintsville or Johnson Central, that's a winnable game. And then they would play the 13th or the 16th. Um, so maybe North Laurel, Ashland, Knox Central, Rowan, but I think the team could make it, they the, either one of these could make it to the as far as the semifinals, and then you know if they run into say Highlands, it would be tough. But if it opens up, you know the winner of this twelfth region game could even sneak into the finals. So um, do, do you think they could make it that far if things kind of break their way? Uh, I, I do think so, and I think it's going to it would take uh, outstanding effort uh, from everybody on the court to. I get past the lots of, you know, you know, and whether it's, you know, Johnson Central or Paintsville in the first round, that's going to be a tough game to begin with. Then you'll have, um, you know, what the 13th or the 16th, you know, it's possible to either have um, a, like we talked about earlier, a, North Wall versus Ashland uh, first round game, and then so that's going to would be an even uh, a tougher game you know, going into the second round. Uh, it's just going to be on who can uh, between the two schools that we were talking about, uh, Lincoln County, Bull County. Whoever wins, if they can get adjusted to the the shooting sight lines. 
and the longer court, you know, with it being on a college length court, if they can uh, maintain that intensity that they have uh, on you know, the high school length court. And if they can, you know, they definitely you know, do have a chance. Will they? I'm not sure, but it's it's going to be something that's going to be worth watching. Uh, myself, unfortunately, I won't be able to watch either of the uh, the evening quarterfinals or any of the semifinals or final games uh, at state because I've got uh, PA duties for our Castle softball uh, to, to do uh, next weekend. But if it rains those games out, which uh, don't want it to be rained out uh, because of uh, the spring sports having lost everything last uh, season, but if uh, those games do get rained out, then I'll definitely be watching those and uh, help with the coverage on yeah, I was going to say maybe uh, maybe you will get some rain there, and um, also the even though the twelfth region might have to play eventually North Laurel or Ashland, I'd say they'd much rather be there than in the quarter with the eleventh region, the seventh region, and the fourth region. So, um, oh, definitely so. That's you now that's the beauty of the draw with mm-hmm. the Sweet Sixteen, and that's one thing that I've loved about. Uh, our state tournament you know, compared to others, um, it's it, anybody can uh, be drawn into you know, playing a top team in the first round, and it's one of those like you know whether it's in the uh, first round, uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, you, you have to be uh, beat somebody to get there. So uh, whether it's uh, having the number one team in the state uh, first round, uh, you're going to have to beat them to win the state title uh, anyway, so might as well go ahead and get it out of the way. Right. It makes for some interesting first-round matchups for sure. Um, and then finally, I guess uh, the last question is, um, you mentioned Rockcastle County. Um, I was a little surprised that they uh, knocked out Somerset. I thought Somerset would be one of the favorites um, what was your thoughts on 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 that that game in the, in the first round of the district, and how was Rockcastle County able to pull off the kind of an upset over Somerset? Uh, well, with me, I'm a bit um, uh, you say superstitious that that once uh, when I was listening to the game online uh, with you know, from our local radio station WRVK. Every time the uh, Somerset was making a run in the first half, uh, I would have to turn it off because it felt like I was, you know, jinxing them. So I didn't even listen to the, the entire second half. I'm like, well, Somerset's going to win this. You know, our castle's not playing right. that well. But then they got on a streak in the uh, third and fourth quarters that uh, was just unreal. Um, I, Thankfully, they replayed the game the next morning, so I got to listen to it at that time. And then I found it on YouTube. I went back and watched it as well. Uh, and it, it, to think that Rock Castle uh, did what they did this year under, I think he's a third-year head coach, uh, Andrew Cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, played at Rock Castle. Uh, great guy. I'm glad that he's uh, uh, carrying on his uh, dad's legacy and his dad uh, – Clayton was a longtime head coach for Rock Castle, and yeah. he was there. He was the head coach uh, all four years that I was 
Everett Ruckastle, great guy, great family. We talk about uh, basketball people. Uh, but well, for them to have done what they did this year without uh, one of the best freshmen in the state, uh, Will Bishop, um, I think he went, I'm not sure the exact injury, but it was something with his knee that caused him to have uh, surgery. He only got to play one game. Uh, right. The first game of the season. Uh, if they could have had him, who knows uh, what they could have done. But uh, with uh, the players they've had there now uh, that, you say that uh, that that only made them uh, stronger for the, uh, the next couple years, uh, and that uh, bring Will back onto the team uh, starting yeah. next year. That'll be a team to look out for, and that Daniel Mullins. I mean, he can get hot in a hurry. I watched him against East Jessamine, so um, or, or whoever they were playing. I can't remember who they were yes. playing in the first round. East Jessamine, yeah, yes, and he can he can light it up. So. Um, he, I'm sure he lit it up against Somerset. I'm sure they did the same thing. Oh, um, definitely. So, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, like I said, from having watched uh, a little bit of the game on YouTube and uh, listening to it after the fact as well, uh, he was one of the catalysts that uh, his shooting was what got them back into it offensively. And uh, he's also a really good defensive player as well. So, it's not like he's uh, a – um, one-stop shop, you would say, just an offensive player. Uh, with knowing how uh, Clayton uh, Cash was as a coach, just uh, especially with uh, Andrew and Aaron, which is uh, Aaron was a uh, he he's all-time leading scorer for boys basketball. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, he was Castle. Yeah, yeah, and he's an assistant coach on the team as well. Um, okay, knowing how. Uh, Clayton was with them. That you, know, you can score, but if you're not, not helping your uh, your team play right. defense and getting stops, then those points that you scored are nullified. So, right. Well, I appreciate you getting on here and talking a lot of basketball with me um, and helping preview the twelfth region. Um, so, you all that are listening, you all can follow Chad on. Twitter at Statman Chad. You can check out his articles at Bluegrass uh, B-Ball. And um, in, uh, if, if y'all have any questions, y'all can send me something on Twitter. It's at P-E-E-R-O-Y-H-O-W-E-L-L. Um, Chad, uh, thanks for coming on. And um, and are you going to be watching some of the games today? Oh, yeah, definitely so. Um whether uh, I know for sure that I'll, I'll watch the uh, the 15th region uh, that's going to be on Facebook, uh, well Facebook Live, and uh, I more than likely we'll watch the 11th region as well. Uh, so uh, I'll be uh, coupling those with having to watch uh, uh, with being a freelance uh, journalist. Uh, one of the uh, things that I do is that I'll help out. Uh, some colleges uh, with their uh, sports articles uh, or game recaps. So I've also got a baseball and a, I think a women's soccer game for Purdue University Northwest to watch up in uh, northern Indiana. So I've got uh, a few different clients that I write for, but it's all, it's all one of those things that 
if you don't love it, you're not going to do what you do. So, right. you know, whether it's college athletics or especially small college athletics at high school, that's that's my game there. That's what I love to do and cover. Well, we can tell that that you love it and you have a great knowledge. So, um, so I hope you have a good day and thanks for coming on on this podcast with us. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Well, most definitely, you have a good one too, and uh, safe All travels right. uh, down through here. And uh, if you feel like it uh, after the fact, just give me a, a call, and I'll definitely suggest a few places for you to stop and grab a bite to eat in our castle. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, bye.